This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody! Welcome to Talking Simpsons, proud supporter of the perverted arts. I am your host, Bob Buttzilla Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert, and I make it a point not to turn my head unless I expect to see something. <laughs> who else? Pavoided artist Chris Antista. Awesome, it's we all know that. different. <laughs> uh, who else? I'm Dave Rudden, and I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> and today's episode is Bart's Comet. <laughs> Uncannily sounds like a baby ox. Uh, today's episode aired on February 5th, 1995, and as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my god! Oh boy, Bobby! The Jerky Boys bring their timeless form of comedy to the big screen in their Ooh, very own finally. movie, and The Simpsons receive some stiff competition in the ratings department. Not only did the Golf Channel premiere this week, but after its September 1994 debut, ER begins a five year streak of being the most watched show on television. Wow, that. That show was such an event show. They, they they pitched it like movies. They're like, this is going to be a movie, and like, <laughs> we're going to have Quentin Tarantino direct an episode. Or, and I think with, it's even weirder that I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. It is in contention with only Seinfeld during that five year period. Seinfeld is on multiple channels every single day. I have never seen ER in syndication ever, mm-hmm. and there are fifteen years of it. Yeah, I remember yeah. not too long ago being surprised that ER was still on TV. Like, yeah. what? Who it, was watching? It this? lasted to like two thousand nine, I think. Yeah. yeah, until it had no original cast members. Yeah, even I, Eric. Lass- all couldn't stick around. I want to go back to the Jerky Boys movie yes. though, because I assume uh, we're all uh, white guys who grew up in the '90s. Yeah. Uh-huh. We had to all have loved the Jerky Boys. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Would okay. you believe I actually went to see this in theaters? Oh my wow. god! No I, I read it on VHS, and I was like, "Oh, this is a waste of three dollars." There were like three. There were like three other people in that theater, and it's one of those movies that I I don't know if it's out on DVD yet, but it took a long ass time to get yeah. there. I own the soundtrack for some reason. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tom... Is it phone calls or is it actually no? Movie? It's music, oh, including music. Tom Jones covering Lenny Kravitz's. Are you gonna go my way? Are you gonna go my way? It could have been a better movie if they had just taken the characters those people played and made them a movie around them. But it's like, no, we're gonna watch this guy make a phone call and make someone angry. If I'm not, they treat prank phone calling like a superpower. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) can topple organizations. Saul Rosenberg, I think was his name. Saul Rosenberg. He's basically a character on Family Guy now. I thought someone said he is a voice actor. That's that's the same voice actor. Basically Uh, the same character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was he? Is he Mort Rosenthal? Mort. No. No. Yeah. Saul Rosenberg is the Jerky Boys character. And Mort Rosenthal is the Family Guy. Saul Rosenberg has warts on his ass and genitalia. (laughs) There, there was an ugly (laughs) split between the Jerky Boys. I think one of them did not want to be as famous and was kind of uh, not comfortable performing and Johnny Brennan I think is the guy yeah. who does most of the voices I uh, mean he does a great assemblage of racist stereotypes it's our generation's two live Jews <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had friends who uh, listen to the Jerky Boy stuff I never had a Jerky Boy CD I, I'm, I'm the same yeah. oh my gosh I, I had, had like three of them I, I had the Adam Sandler CDs but no, not I love the, those yeah but uh, man no! the Tollbooth Willie <laughs> there, he's gonna tell him he's got a small dick I loved Fatty McGee yes mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the, that was the height of comedy 
comedy kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're we're all much happier now. So, but this is I think this, this episode, is the height of comedy for some reason. Yes. Yeah. This is my favorite episode. I've told on other podcasts I've mentioned. I was I went through a period of being obsessed with UFOs and uh, astronomy and using telescopes a lot and staying on my roof hoping I'm visited by alien visitors or discover something that's never mm-hmm. been discovered. Being still kind of young yeah. through Bart's eyes. Him getting to do, discover something amazing. I don't know. I love this episode. This was yeah. the first time I had seen this premise mm-hmm. uh, in any kind of fiction. I'm sure it existed before, but Deep Impact and Armageddon would be three mm-hmm. years later. Like mm-hmm. the two matching asteroid movies yeah. or meteoroid movies. I think they joke on the commentary that all of Hollywood saw like a, a cover to a news story of like, what if a meteor came to America or crashed New America <laughs> like in time? Mm-hmm. And so everybody wrote their thing, but they could just produce The Simpsons faster than Armageddon and Deep Impact could be made. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, and 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 in terms of like, I think it's only because they make a note of it in the Simpsons episode guide because they call them like VCR jokes or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Of right. like, there's a ton of visual things in here that yeah. you can't possibly notice on first viewing, and yeah. you notice better with a VCR. It's an incredibly dense episode. It has earned emotion mm-hmm. in it too, and it is. It's kind of it's almost like the Simpsons movie in that there are, the entire town comes together to face annihilation mm-hmm. too in that way. This was I said before the uh, before we started doing the show this was my favorite to remember. I mm-hmm. remember this was ranked as my favorite. I think this has replaced Mr. Plow as my favorite. That wow, we yeah, much. like it, this is my new. I favorite. always say some of my favorite episodes are when the residents of Springfield all go nuts, and not only mm-hmm. do they all go nuts, they're confined into a. Fucking room, yeah. All get to interact together. This episode has a is hugely influenced by the Twilight Zone episode, The Shelter, which I just watched for the first time a few days ago, and it is pretty. I, I love just the sheer melodrama of the Twilight Zone. Everyone is overacting to the rafters, but it's a story about a guy who has prepared for you know uh, Armageddon. All the townspeople make fun of him, yeah, and then he is safe, but then they try to break down his uh, shelter. They do, and it ends with everything being a false alarm, and he is very sanctimonious. Yeah. About it. It's like I can't like, believe you would do this to me. <laughs> we avoided a problem. <laughs> Neighbors. We avoided a bomb, yeah. but they destroyed us anyway. Thank you, thank you. And I, and I, have, I have a clip from it because it, it, oh, it, has awesome. a, it has a mind-blowing appearance by someone you might recognize. Why don't we just go down to his basement and break down the door? Frank, Frank, wait a minute, Frank! Frank, wait a minute! We can't all fit in that bomb shelter. We'd be crazy to even try. Why don't we pick out one family, draw lots of something? What difference would it make? I keep telling you, he won't let anybody in. We could all go down there and tell him he's got the whole street against him. We could do that. What good would it do? I keep telling you, even if you'll break down the door, we can't all fit in that bomb shelter. We'd be killing everybody for no reason. You know, it saves the life of even one of my kids. I call that good reason. Jerry, Jerry, you know him better than any of us. You're his best friend. Go down there again. Talk to him. Plead with him. Tell him to pick out one family. We'll, we'll draw lots or, or something. One family? Meaning yours, Marty, huh? Why not? I've got a three-month-old baby. What difference does that make? Is your baby any more precious than one of my kids? I never said that. Look, if you're going to argue about who deserves to live more than the next one... You shut your mouth, wife! Let go! That's the way it is when the foreigners come over here. <laughs> Whoa. Pushy, grabby, semi-Americans! Well, you garbage brain idiot yeah garbage brain garbage brain I'm sorry I had yeah. to get the whole thing no, it's I great. gotta say it's a little embarrassing I have a semi-American right now <laughs> that guy that one guy is vaguely non-white but I just love the weird cadence it's almost like Rick and Morty where they say their name so it's like Frank yeah. you gotta listen Frank listen to reason Frank Frank <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta hear me out Frank it's because it's an anthology episode you haven't seen these yeah. characters before yeah. and if you listen closely to that again I should have so told you earlier I, that's Jack Albertson 
Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I, was, I, I oh, watched it. Yeah. Doesn't look so, like that guy, but like every time I turned my head and heard that voice, mm-hmm. I was like, "That's that's." It sounds. Be it him. sounds like yelling at Willy Wonka. You're a swindler. You're a crook. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. That yeah, it's, it's a really really good episode. It's great. Way. It's a it's way hammy, but it's so much fun to watch yeah. these guys scream at each other for thirty minutes. Yeah. Though reading post apocalyptic books in general, like say The Road, what I learned is like you. Having a big, obvious bomb shelter or a shelter that everyone yeah. would know about when the world's over, you're just asking to be yeah. murdered by the strongest person who will steal all that stuff. <laughs> you so. are a giant target. But it's also, yeah. and not to not to fuck with the yeah. Simpsons premise, a bomb shelter is largely for radiation. Yeah. A basement will protect you from a blast. Yeah. A bomb shelter, there's no radiation involved in a comet. No, I mean, that comet will just land with the impact mm-hmm. of a like a nuke. So yeah. it'll yeah. just, it'll wipe everything out, mm-hmm. as we'd show. But, I'll, I'll say the Simpsons ends better than that episode, which is like, mm-hmm. they bust down the door, and right as they bust down the door, the radio says, just a satellite, don't worry. And like everyone's like... <sighs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I called you a dirty immigrant. I I like how it depicts people in a time of panic and uncertainty. And, uh, and a president comes in to calm yeah. things down. Ah, oh, what a more glorious <laughs> time. <laughs> Only in fiction. Yeah. Only. Uh, that's, uh, but, uh, so this episode starts with a Cuphead couch gag. But, uh, yeah. but uh, it, 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 I can't not think of Cuphead when I oh, see yeah. anything making, yeah. uh, parroting that very specific. The rubber hose style yeah. animation. Yeah. And the... just cycling through <laughs> their arm movements. Cycle threes. Yes, this episode opens with the most propane explosion-free science fair of all time. Mm. They're unveiling a new weather balloon. To top off our most propane explosion free science week ever, our grand finale the launching of a weather balloon. Hurrah for science, woo! <laughs> oh, I can't say I approve of the woo, but the hurrah was quite heartening. <laughs> this... Release the balloon! Yeah, that's great writing for Skinner. Skinner has yeah. some great woo. lines in here. I-, I was gonna say this Skinner. This is a John Swartzwelder written episode. I think it was really easy to see that we got uh, in season five. There were two Skinner episodes back to back. One Oakley and Weinstein, one where he's just like a lame nerd mm-hmm. and the other one where he is a cruel petty man and i think this episode skinner is kind of between the two because like that <laughs> i don't approve of the woo but uh, no it, one writes stuffy conservatives better yeah. than Schwarzwelder. yes yeah but he's he's also cruel and petty to bart with his punishments too so i yeah. think he's kind of in between them that and they also de- pity like what happens to him very like, much yeah. so yes and, and yeah the the design of the weather balloon too is perfect you don't notice that it looks yeah. like a butt and his clothes i looked up yes. pictures of weather balloons there are some that still wow. are shaped like butts yeah. not usually they're usually well, has rounded. the weather balloon community been influenced by this episode it's oh. a chicken and egg situation i, I honestly wouldn't be I, surprised if i so. believe it was a uh, duffless that first showed off skinner's huge ass when <laughs> uh, bart threw the science fair tomato at uh, uh, skinner best part of virtual bart yeah uh, and yes his reveal like big butt skinner then his i love his picture no I really captured the eyes. Bart, if you have a failing, it's that you're always demanding perfection. If you have a failing. <laughs> Whoever brings down that balloon doesn't have to learn fractions. Yay! <laughs> 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 uh, uh, careful, children. That's my car. <laughs> 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 wow, so so cruel. Yes. There's so many times Skinner throws back his head and says no, no, and it's the only time we see that angle on the Simpsons' head yes. ever. That like I've never seen that angle. 
Boom. Yeah. I, I'm doing it if I sound bad in this episode because <laughs> I was trying to do it live. But you yeah. can see like the the bottoms of his molars and everything. Yeah. Just like this, I gotta say, Bob Anderson. This is probably his, I think his best directorial work. Like, this, mm. like there's really there's little things he does that are like tiny bits of animation like especially like when Skinner will point at Bart there's mm-hmm. like a little he could just do like a straight arm point but there's kind of an, an upturn of his finger there's just little stuff to that including the the breaking of the window and the little mm-hmm. dents in it yeah. and stuff I, I think the opening of this episode is the closest you get to perfect like yes, every yeah. line works every joke works everything's there's subtlety things occur off I, and on say Bart should get in trouble for doing that mm-hmm. but he also like maybe the art department of Springfield Elementary should commend him on yes. making such a like yeah. uncanny resemblance, and I think the bullies breaking Skinner's windows is more important than yeah. a weather balloon that is defaming Skinner's ass. Nelson should have gone to jail for that. <laughs> like, he's like, "Well, I'm calling the cops, Nelson. I just saw you break my window." But uh, then, then for some reason, the government gets involved too. Iraqis again, launching Sidewinder missile. Missed him, launching second Sidewinder missile. This is what happens when you cut money out of the military and put it into health care. It's a good program. Just give it a chance. That's all I ask. What an odd joke. Well, I, I love the visual of these guys want to continue arguing so much, yes. even though they fell and probably broke both their legs. They're like, nope, we got to keep fighting. But this is when uh, Hillary Clinton was trying to launch yeah, uh, so. universal health care, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a Or stand- post that. It, it's a standard belief that when Democrats are in charge, they'll cut the military and put it in Social Security, which who would do that? Yeah. But uh, Military but, is health care. Yeah. <laughs> but also that never happens. Like the, Bill Clinton did not cut military spending yes, in it, any it real is, way. Not, Obama certainly did not. I think not, he just gave the military $800 billion yes. a few months ago. Not, not to be political, but it's a good argument, especially for like the trans ban in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the surgeries, and like, there is no proof in the history of this country that we have a problem with military overspending. Yes. Yeah. Right. If no anything, they're overspending on Viagra. Yes. Yeah. We just yeah. called for a $500 billion increase, and we're not involved with any conflict. Yeah, and we have a military that is bigger than the other eight, the mm-hmm. next eight combined. Mm-hmm. It's like, I... But I do like that joke. The just the visual of Iraqi fighter jet over Willy. the silhouette of Willie yeah. is so that's like a I, that's a great game. So it seems like a hyper conservative joke, but there's a joke in there about how mm-hmm. a lot of this military equipment never works. Yeah. Yeah. It never has to. Yeah, it fails on three different levels. Yes. The the uh, finding the Iraqi yes. recognition, jet heat seeking, and then the. Parachutes. And I think there's also jokes in here about how they're trying to make this as easy as possible for people flying the planes. We just did a talking critic where in that episode it was like sort of like a video game. Yeah, it was the flashback the to the Iraq yeah. uh, Desert Storm when I, when I say Iraq where I have to be specific. <laughs> Desert Storm. I, I think, and also yeah. on Hot Shots, there's a joke like that too, where the heads-up yeah. display is like a Donkey Kong style game. The rest or of development season four. Yeah. 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 Well, I I love I actually love that joke because it's so insanely dark that blue, that that Buster is the best soldier because he thinks it's a video. <laughs> game and, and it's not real and everyone else around him is like you, you just killed that yeah. whole family he's like yeah I did oh, great so, I mean, it's a lot like Ender's game then and yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 
where mm. the entire oh, yeah. race just plays video games yeah. that is shooting that. down. That uh, sounds like social yes. commentary to me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then Bart gets caught with his... Uh, I, I love the kind of writerly joke about, like, and an alternate pitch, but Zilla. Yeah, it's like it's almost like patent pending, sort of, which yeah. is like yes. copyright Bart Simpson. Notarized photos. I yeah. like, he, he went to an office to be like, can this be official that I made this? So now Skinner is going to make Bart aid science. I am going to punish you for this, Bart. And it won't just be a simple caning this time. Nope. Because you have impeded science, you must now aid science. Yes. Starting tomorrow, you will assist me with my amateur astronomy, taking down coordinates, carrying equipment, and so forth. 4.30 in the morning. There's a 4.30 in the morning now? And this is how I feel every time I wake up before 6 a.m. Me too. Top of the hour, time for the morning news. But of course, there is no news yet. Everyone's still asleep in their comfy, comfy bed. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Every time I have to wake up early, I think of those yeah. two lines back to back. Yeah. 4.30 is just the most uncomfortable time to be when yeah. you feel ashamed. Unless it's, it's when you wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, 4 mm. o'clock, I still got two or three hours yeah. left. Or That's five, beautiful. Whatever. And yeah. you're immediately resentful of anyone else in the house or apartment that gets to sleep, even yeah. though they have nothing to do with this. It's like, I, you're still yeah. in bed. Must be nice. I actually, yeah. I just quoted this this week. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, one of my friends was like, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. for a flight. And I'm like, Boom. Uh, the the radio thing, the radio gag, comfy, like comfy, comfy bed, bed. Oh. which is probably a cruel thing to tweet to them. But I was like, <laughs> gotta do it. It's like mandatory for me. I do like the bit with Marge telling him to wash off a stuffed pepper in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, Nothing right. is more disgusting to me than a stuffed pepper to begin with. Maybe stuffed cabbage is oh, worse, yeah. but just thinking about that's that in is, the trash yeah. now. And, and like the... Marge, one of the most caring TV moms ever, mm-hmm. is like. Just take garbage. Even at 4 a.m., she's like, <laughs> I'm I sleepy. can't think. Eat garbage. So, so that caning, though, yeah. Yeah, that, that is a reference to... Michael Fay. Uh, yes, Michael Fay, who I mean, in 1994 was uh, yeah. going to be caned in Singapore. Wait two episodes. There's an entire episode oh, based on this right. premise. Bar vs. Right. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's funny. They have this one offline about it, and then Bar vs. Australia is all of that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I, but I, what I he, was, yeah. he did some graffiti in Singapore, and he was yeah. sentenced to being yeah. caned, which is a uh, government-made spanking. Yes. Well, well, Singapore is really not into uh, not into graffiti and uh, and expression the, and expre- Well, perhaps so. And, uh, but also that that guy would later be arrested for like uh, pot possession and and also for huffing paint. Like he, it's, <laughs> it, Michael Faye's had a bad life, yeah. but, uh, but I mean that was a cruel thing. But it did give birth to the Singapore cane and wrestling, say, yeah. which is like. Wow. One of the best things, and it's, it's oh, it never makes sense why there are canes mm. underneath a wrestling ring. Like, yes. why is it this just weapon became there? a thing. Well, the the quick history on it is that ECW mm. was run by Paul Heyman, who always wanted to be cutting edge. And he's like, we got to rip stuff from the headlines, and so they have oh. a basically this classic thing that's happened in wrestling a million times: a respect match mm. where yeah. it's just a grudge match where the other guy. If you win, they have to do something, and if they win, you have to do something. And this was a Singapore cane match where the loser will be caned mm. uh, ten times. And when the audience had to see it, the good guy lost due to cheating. And he basically like he's he just says, "Thank you, sir. I have another." And like you're seeing welts on him, you're like. This is horrible, but it made everybody love Tommy Dreamer. It's one of the most satisfying wrestling weapons, too, because it just has that thwack noise. Now it's just a cane. They do not call it a Singapore cane anymore, but (laughs) it's actually a foreign object in the parlance of wrestling in that it is from Singapore. When we get to Bart vs. Australia, I want to let the Weird Al song explain what happened. That's the best way to learn about that. Lorena Bobbitt, uh, you know, Nancy (laughs) Kerrigan. It's all there. A lot of other references in between there. I I try to look up the generator bike light because I still have never seen one, but they do exist 
still and look exactly like that. I want to see if anybody. Yeah, I, no, I never did. On the commentary, David Merkin was like, "Remember those in the '60s? They never worked." Like, I think it was. I a feel reflection like they snuck on... in a '70s joke <laughs> yeah. into the '90s. Well, uh, and also the Skinner damning the inventor of helium. Yes, <laughs> uh, Jules Jansen really did discover helium. That's the distinction. You can't yeah. invent helium. It's not a man-made gas. Yes, yeah, so, but but he he's actually a fellow astronomer. That's right. Andrew Skinner. So explain why I liked it. He dis- discovered it through just looking at the stratosphere in uh, August 18th, 1868. Did you also see the part about Principal Kohotek? Yes. 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 So, that little boy well, of his. Well, so yeah, first off, the implication is that that Skinner has murdered Principal Kohotek and his son. Or did like, something or, to their voice boxes. Yes. Well, I always thought Principal Kohotek's boy was like, he had a bar too. Oh, like, yeah. I see. I just, I, there is no, I couldn't find an explanation for Kohotek's well, boy. Well, yeah, so the, the Co- comic Kohotek oh. was a big deal. Well, it was kind of a flop. In 19- it's exactly what yes. this episode is. <laughs> Pretty uh, much, yeah, except much more stuff happened in this episode than in 73. Yeah, in 1973, it was, I believe it was called the Comet of the Century, discovered by Czech astronomer Lubos Kohotek. And it pretty much dissipated upon oh, entering so Earth's Principal, atmosphere. Principal Kohotek is named after another comet? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, after yes, after yeah. an astronomer, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's why Skinner's like, well, yeah, then I'll get Comet yeah. Skinner. Like, just like Kohotek got. Yeah. Which oh. would explain that Skinner was watching the skis in 1973 mm-hmm. For as you, well. Astronomer and science nerds, this all occurs way too quickly. The comet yeah. was discovered in, like, March, and all this occurred mm-hmm. in December of 73. Mm-hmm. It took forever mm-hmm. to see the results. I, I also... The only joke that falls flat to me in this ep- this entire episode is the constellation jokes. I feel like every yeah. every really animated like, comedy has done this. I really like cherry the race. same. <laughs> the cherry race was good. Yeah, but like yeah. it's just like one star, right? Yes. Yeah, and I mean the the, the three jokes, gag. About but constellations that, like, are stupid. Yes, they, they, are, they, they were interpreted by morons, <laughs> and they're so ambiguous they don't make yeah. any sense. You're the, just memorizing I shapes. Think the superior constellation Simpsons joke is where where Homer names every constellation the cowboy. Jerry the cowboy, <laughs> and that's Alan the cowboy. The cowboy. Yes, yeah, yeah. brother from another Pepsi. planet. I don't know. I'm not into those Three Stooges. I was yeah. like, yeah, I get it. The Three Wise Men. You guys love the Stooges. I, like, I got that joke in 1995. I was very happy about <laughs> uh, it. I know who that is. Yeah. And I also like Skinner setting up the tedium of looking at the sky because it really sets up, if you're a Futurama viewer, yeah. the episode where Bender meets God, or maybe not mm-hmm. God, and uh, just uh, to know how impossible it is to search the entire universe, even just to look at every part of the sky. I got to ask stuff. here: Is this the first instance of a cellular telephone on The Simpsons? Mm. I don't I, think so. Yeah. I can't imagine that it is, but he says it by name, and, mm. and like as an audience member, you just accept, mm. yeah, there's portable phones now. And I do find it weird when you watch a modern Simpsons episode and they all have smartphones. It's a yeah. big ass phone with a with a, like a, a core. Yeah. I mean, an antenna. I remember that. Like, no, it's definitely a very early '90s one. I maybe Unky Herb mm-hmm. used it. I'm mm. trying to think of like a rich regular guy who used it, but it might have also been hard to tell if it was a a cordless phone or not. I think uh, it was just cordless the, phones. It, it was predict not predicting, but showing the beginning of mobile phones where it wasn't just for rich people it was yeah. something skinner has well though it had to be rather servant. expensive for skinner i think that shows him being like that's how obsessed how he is dedicated. that he he has no money mm-hmm. and instead of like perhaps paying rent on an, his own place to not live with his mother he would rather pay a giant cell phone bill in the in the 90s not to drag it out the first time i saw <laughs> that particular model of phone was in the movie hook 
because wow. Robin Williams, Peter Pan, was a work-obsessed man, and he had mm. a retractable antenna flip flip out phone, oh which is more advanced than the Zach Morris cell phone, yes. which is just a, just like a, a military I phone. Yes, yeah. uh, I also just love that Bart. Like Skinner isn't even listening to Bart anymore. Mm-hmm. He says, like, Hell, <laughs> "Hell no, no. Yeah. good, good." The just his rising thing too, like uh, sixteen degrees declination. No sighting. <laughs> it's, it's great and. From a storytelling perspective, I love this episode. Everything makes like, well, almost everything makes logical sense. Especially like the end result is that Bart has to see this comment and he has to immediately claim it for himself. Well, how does he do that? Well, Skinner has to have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And they even, they could have totally gotten away with Bart not, Hitting that, insult, that insert of redials. Like, yeah, oh yeah, Bart right. wouldn't know the number. I would he? hit redial like, in 10 years. Yes, now who would ever do that? Like, <laughs> but so. I was a little confused that, he said, like, when he went to go get the balloon, he said, don't touch anything because this could ruin an entire day's work. But Skinner thinks that Bart is taking notes of every single setting that he, mm-hmm. to- that he took. Well, so I, it's like, you could just go back to that, couldn't you? I, I guess so. Mm-hmm. He could easily reset to it. Yeah. I think well, if he already knows the coordinates. Stars are on a time, yeah, time basis. True. I guess, like, if the telescope itself moved that would be mm-hmm. detrimental but like yeah you already have the coordinates i don't understand that, that, but, but it's also i love the animation of the telescope yes, it just whacks yeah. it it's yeah. such a mean thing to do it's great how it moves <laughs> the way it moves is just so believable again bob anderson yeah. did a great job and then bart not only gets lucky and spots it but then immediately moves the telescope again he's like yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh but yes bart seems to have discovered a comet and skinner cannot take it Ah, uh, got you, my rumpy doppelganger. <laughs> I've got it. Hey, what are you doing? Give me that phone. Congratulations, Bart. You've just discovered a comet. No! Let's go to the balloon. The balloon goes no! away. Press says... for losers. Yeah. No! <laughs> That's got to be John Schwartzwelder yes, with the uh, yeah. anti-Clinton sentiment. He really hated Clinton. Yeah. Spin around him as he says it. I didn't no. see anti-Clinton. Just it's such a dumb, dumb thing to say from the person of ultimate authority. <laughs> Any press could yeah. say that. I yes. mean, Schwartzwelder yeah. thought people were going to lynch Clinton. Yeah, yes. he would be so unpopular. That's a story that Al Jean tells a funny story about that on there that he that he felt that it was just Schwartzwelder trolling all these liberal comedy writers by him saying, like, they're going to they're gonna hang him from a tree. They're going to kill him. They're like, no, they're not. He's yeah. not going to do it. But are, are you sure he didn't say lunch, Clinton? Because that guy <laughs> like, do you remember? <laughs> the Simpsons will be right back. Democracy simply doesn't work. But I'll tell you what does work. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Patreon has supported Bob and me through all the production of this show these last few months, and it's been really great. But what does it have for you? Well, it has every episode of the show from now on ad-free and a week early. You could have listened to this a week early, you know. Also, it's home to a ton of awesome exclusives, such as interviews with Simpsons and cartoon experts, such as executive producer of The Simpsons, Bill Oakley, 
Bailey and the creator of OKKO, Ian Jones Cordy. Not to mention, there's the entire series Talking Critic, exclusive to Patreon, where we go through every episode of The Critic in the same way we do this show. And tons more cool stuff there, including some exclusive videos only for people who pledge $10 and up a month as well. But there's tons of great stuff there, even for a dollar, even for $5. You get tons of cool stuff. I really hope you check it out because it supports me and Bob doing this job full time. So again, patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. No Shelterini is complete without your own Talking Simpsons t-shirt. Did you know we had one? If you go to shirtsickle.com, like Popsicle Bow shirt, you will find the Talking Simpsons t-shirt in the podcast section. Or you can go to tiny.cc slash talking shirt and you will see the awesome t-shirt there. The design is inspired by the Ion Springfield logo, which is very important to us. It is done by a wonderful friend of the show, Nina Matsumoto, and it is only $19.99 for this wonderful t-shirt, plus shipping and handling and tax, blah, blah, blah. Not only that, but it also ships internationally, so if you're outside the U.S., it still might be able to go to you, so be sure to check that out. I have it. It's really awesome. It's a beautiful sky blue, and I suggest all of you check it out, if you haven't yet, at Tiny dot cc slash talking shirt hey this is sideshow luke perry you're listening to talking simpsons on laser time is the world of today getting you down well then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies tv games and more 30 20 and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010 here's a clip from 2007 now one's bald one's in a boat and they're both unconscious <laughs> b movie Jesus, B-movie. How is it like, Jerry Seinfeld's done like three things since Seinfeld well, ended, and this is one of them. Have you seen this? No. This movie is really weird. I've only ever watched this movie sped up every time the word B is said. <laughs> I, I was trying to find part yeah. of that clip. I was, I was Me gonna say, too! I was going to say, be... when you edit this, can you speed it up every time we say B-movie? <laughs> B, 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 B. Jump into the past with 30-20-10 every Thursday on LazerTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come back from the break and Homer is like telling a story that must involve a crime. Like, did what did he like do? Like a hit and run, it sounded yeah, like. Hit, at least a hit and run that nobody saw my license plate. But I forgot to go to work. And I wish, I looked it up on Frankieag. Never again do they use the term Springfieldianite, mm. which I wish it stuck. <laughs> it's a fun the, little joke. Yeah. That in other times when they've said it, they have said Springfieldian. Mm. In other episodes, that came up in the search of Frankie Act, but the only other time they said Springfieldianite, it that kind of gag reminds me on King of the Hill when um, the fi- battle over Arlenian, Arlenian versus Arlenite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I prefer Arlenite, and, uh, but I'm, I have an anti. I prefer propaniacs. Uh, <laughs> propane maniacs ah. on the floor, <laughs> and and also Marge's reaction of like, oh, you've always been proud of me. Yes. yes. <laughs> the Lisa's, yeah, Lisa's reaction. I also wonder how they were able to keep it. Like Bart was good at keeping it a secret from them, and he he'd been waiting all dinner yeah. to just throw that newspaper at them just to show off. But 
Oh my god. Okay. These characters, I love all of them. I had to capture this is in two parts, but the super friends are the greatest. Only one survives though. <laughs> Won't you join us, Bart? Uh I guess so. As the first student at Springfield Elementary to discover a comet, we're very proud to make you a member of our very select group. Welcome to Super Friends. Huh? Welcome, <laughs> Super Friends. I am called Ham since I enjoy ham radio. This is email, cosine, report card, database, and Lisa. Your nickname will be Cosmos. Oh. Well, I'm done eating. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye Cosmo. Uh, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, uh, I love Data. He will come back. Data Matt Groening uh, hates his voice, but I love his voice so much. And I think he's supposed to be Al Jean. He I, looks like uh, a, like a larger Al Jean when he you're when he put true. on some weight, and his voice is really annoying. Well, I, did, I, I did bet want, you're right. Yeah, oh, I did man. when I, we all do podcasts. Mm-hmm. What is your nerd voice? Uh, when I do a nerd voice. Uh, it's uh, it's very Professor Freaky yeah. with the talking and the nasally and, yeah. and nasal you, I, to go to, but I, I know well, you I have mean, a nerd close voice. to my own voice pretty much. But like, do your nerd voice. You're doing an impression. Of nerd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. I would say yeah, it's more like the uh, college nerds. I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. but it does. Does Mario Two is actually a Japanese <laughs> video game <laughs> and uh, yeah. very authentic impression of a commenter. Paul, but I appreciate <laughs> that a lot. But I just thought that most of our nerd voices come from The Simpsons. Yeah. Everybody has their own distinct nerd impression. Yeah, I it, think everyone's squeaky voice team comes from. The Simpsons for yeah. sure. Like I don't know what I'm doing. And only only Tyler Wilde. <laughs> Tyler Wilde, when doing Depression of a Nerd, does database to a T. Ah. Adding in, if you remember Tyler Wilde on other shows, yeah. he, lur, uh, he does he does a perfect database. I don't even know if he's doing it. I, no, I knows I, that he's doing it. I love that extra emphasis, like to discover a comet. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love Ham's self satisfied. I enjoy Ham Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's, they're right. all very satisfied. I, I feel bad that Martin is not. A, Martin should be a member of the Super. Friends, I agree. I agree. Anybody else exclusive. have a ham radio? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I built radio. one once with my father. No, it just I remember it was creepy as shit. It I don't know cool, how it worked, but yeah. But you, I'm picking up different languages. Sometimes mm. Russian. Or, I don't know what they are. But I was a little kid. Mm. Don't remember how it works. Well, I like that one kid's name is email to say like, well, who would have the internet? <laughs> Only dork. some dork. He's known for his emailing. <laughs> yes, yeah. cosines. Look, if you like cosines, you're. D- lame old math geek. I'm more dude. of an email guy. Get your graphing calculator out for uh, that one. Did you know that three of the super friends have longer names? Really? Yeah. So database's name is Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess in a future episode these guys show up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cosine, his full name is Cosine Tangent, and, uh, re- and report uh, card's name full name is Booker Report. Uh, yeah. oh. Those sound like late season jokes yes. to me, I, yeah. Henry. I don't know if you want to mention it. it's your territory, but uh, what is Super Friends referencing? Uh, well, it uh, is a reference to the DC animated series with Hanna Barbera from the seventies and eighties, Super Friends. Which, though the song they sing is not the Super Friends no. theme song or any of that, but yes, the at first Filmation had the rights to televised animation for DC, but then Hanna Barbera got it, which. It's quite an improvement over Filmation, though. Still not good animation. Still terrible. And, but yeah, Super Friends started out as a straight Justice League TV show. But then after a couple seasons, like, this needs more of the Hanna-Barbera touch. So they got t- they got teenagers. Gleek? Uh, yeah, <laughs> teenagers and an animal. So first it was the Wonder Twins with Gleek. And then in the next... Oh, actually, no. It was Marvin got, and I got Wendy. it here. Okay, this, is, this is the original 1973 version Please indulge me. All this makes me so happy. Nostalgic for Cape Crisis. Funky. Here's my 
<laughs> In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Woo! Wonder Woman. The most animation Batman. we'll ever see. Yep. Come on! Batman's power Aquaman. is picking up uh, hitchhikers? <laughs> and Aquaman those concentric circles forever. Ugh, the greatest. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Ooh. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. So I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by this because just how often the rights changed hands and this mm. couldn't be syndicated because of DC ownership mm. even as a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. They are now under the umbrella of the exact same company. Yeah. They can release it anytime right. they want and no one gives a shit. But at the time, and I, I meant to find more information on it, they couldn't – there was a Justice League comic, but DC I don't think would let Hanna-Barbera call the show Justice League. Uh, Super, Friends Super Friends is the dumb title they came up with instead. I'm guessing in one single pitch. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it, Super the Friends. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Super Friends. And But they felt like kids. It was the thing that always plagued superhero animation for me mm-hmm. until uh, basically the Batman, Batman animated series, series of like – well, kids don't just want to see Superman. Yeah. They need younger idiot characters to be around them to be funny and to to identify with. Like, but Wendy and Marvin suck. Nobody liked yeah, Wendy I, and Marvin. I forget and Wonder which... Dog is basically Astro, like two hundred years. Yes, earlier. he's Astro. For... He's Dino Mutt. He's all of them. I forget which Laser Time we talked about that DC characters were introduced in the animation as backdoor pilots in the fucking Brady Bunch cartoon. Oh, that's Wonder, right, both yes, Wonder Woman yeah. and Superman <laughs> debut there before uh, they get their own television show. And yet I would tell you guys, like, watch Super Friends before the Filmation ones. Those are worse, though. So, oh. Those are the ones that inspired Ambiguously Gay Duo. Like, they redrew <laughs> yeah. scenes from the Green Lantern Filmation ones because those were so gay. But the, yeah, Super Friends sucks. The only nice thing I'll say about Super Friends now is, like, all those character designs in that 73 mm-hmm. intro were done by master comic artist Alex Toth. Like, they mm. hired Alex Toth to redesign them for Hanna-Barbera because Alex Toth, he made all these 60s Hanna-Barbera characters mm-hmm. who were superheroes. They were rip-offs of DC. Yeah, characters. oh yeah. And, and Marvel. Well, because mm-hmm. in the 60s, Marvel and DC had a whole new Silver Age of Comics, and so Hanna-Barbera's like, instead of just Yogi Bear, we need our own superheroes. Mm-hmm. We can't get Jack Kirby. Let's get Alex Toth, and he'll design the Herculoid Space Ghost and all the other piddly crap. And the rest. <laughs> they have the rest. Uh, what, Thundar? No, Bob that Barry. was later. That, but anyway, yeah. so that is the Super Friends. Sorry, I didn't mean to get us off. I Blue just, Falcon? I could talk, Blue I, Falcon? Yes, Blue, Blue Fal- Falcon. But I could talk. Well, no, he was a 70s one where they had to stick him with a fucking a dog. dog too. Yeah, like Dino Mutt. He was Every, better on uh, Harvey Birdman. Yes. And, and not Hawkman Hawkman. I, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would watch... If I had a choice between Blue Falcon or Scooby Doo, I'd watch Blue Falcon because at least he's wearing a mask. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is better than Jabberjaw than uh, Yapple Dapple. <laughs> we had to watch all those things. We we just had an interview with Ian Jones Cordy, and he, uh, we had the same deal. He talked about how like a Cartoon Network, I'll watch everything that's Anything on this. So got. we'd seen all of these awful shows, mm. like. Josie and the Pussycats is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Like, but okay, we did hear that Super Friends theme. The Super Friend theme in The Simpsons is a little different. Perhaps some night you could show us your comet. 
There it is right there. I make it a point never to turn my head unless I expect to see something, Bart. Naturally, we can't see your comet <laughs> in broad daylight and without a telescope. But you don't need a stupid telescope. It's right there. <gasps> oh, no, 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 no. This isn't right at all. <laughs> it must be coming toward us at a fantastic speed. <laughs> huh? Don't you realize what's happening, Bart? Your comet is going to collide with the Earth and every living thing in its path will be killed. I knew you'd try to find something wrong with my comet, Lisa. You've always been petty and small, mm-hmm. right from the beginning. We must alert the proper authorities. To the observatory! Uh-huh. We are the super friends! Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> another uh, another runner from the David Merkin uh, era, a character just saying shut up in the yeah, scene, and the scene ends. It's almost my line of the show, yeah, but shut I Shut up, it. yeah. Shut up. Yeah. But just how dweeby. I love their lines that they think they're in an action film, but they're saying it so dweebly. Like, like sing songy. To the observatory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this isn't right at all. The one thing I notice is like, this is very much an older perspective on nerds where their skills are associated with intelligence or technology. There's no video game nerd, no nope. comic book nerd, no nope. anime nerd. Pop figure collector yeah, nerd. Like, uh, and they let Lisa <laughs> yeah. be part of their group very instead of telling that, that's her also she true. sucks. Like, Wait, yeah. does Lisa have a... Is, is, what's her name? Her name's name? Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she doesn't have a code name, but they actually let a girl into the girl. work group. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just... I also, yeah, that now I never even thought of how database Algene he absolutely is. And I think, too, I mean, this is at a time when they were not happy with the critic either. So I could see it being a slight dig. And yeah, you talked about how Graining hated him. I think that's why Database is a major character in yeah. Lemon of Troy, because Graining was like, please don't use him again. They're like, well, okay, then he's, we've already got Martin, but we need another dork here. Yeah. Actually, yeah, they bring three geeks with them on Lemon of Troy. It's yeah. like, you got two geeks. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need Database. Extra geeks. I, I always mix up Database's joke about not turning around with Millhouse has one where he leaves him open to the dreaded uh, Purple Nurple and Wedgie and whatever. Yeah. Rear Admiral. Rear Admiral. Admiral, <laughs> which yes. they made up. We don't know what it means, but it Even sounds sinister. Rear Admiral. <laughs> uh, then we get the Doomsday Whistle, and that is another like classic Abe and Jasper in front of literally the general yeah. store. In I rocking chairs. Yes. <laughs> They've been blown for nigh on three years. That never shows up again, does it? No, no. I don't think they have had the Doomsday Whistle since then. Even though they've had many causes to, to play well, I meant, it. I meant that general store. It's oh, that like straight out store? of a western. <laughs> yeah. I think there's multiple jokes on Rocky and Bullwinkle of that too. Like of just them running by the old men at the general store. <laughs> which <laughs> you'd think in the 60s probably still actually exists. I think they had to hearken back to a time where America thought it was on the verge of obliteration on a daily Mm. basis, hence that Twilight Zone episode. Ah, And only now do we know how they felt. I know, yeah. It was nice living without a nuclear cloud over our heads. It was was a a good time. They mention another, like, in the Wikipedia entry for this episode, they mention another Twilight Zone episode that has a similar, like, world's Mm. gonna end vibe. The monsters are doing The monsters are doing We watched that in school. I did, we did a play of that. We read read the script. It was one one of our lit books. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, probably the same book. It's the premise of my favorite Simpsons episodes when a town goes panicky and nuts yeah. interpreting and omens in the wrong way there's a guy who explains the moral at the end yeah <laughs> but in the Simpsons there is no moral but, uh, <laughs> but yeah well speaking of the town freaking out now they have to deal with the comet first of all yes there is a comet in the sky and yes it is going to hit Springfield <laughs> uh, you uh, don't need to applaud that now here's what we think the impact might look like show them Jerry Oh, 
Dear God, no! <laughs> Charred corpses. Fortunately, we have a plan, Professor Frank. Hi, good evening, ladies. Right, Stalin! <laughs> That's the plan! All right, just take your seat, just take your seat. <laughs> now, working with former Carter administration officials and military men who were forced into early retirement for various reasons, which we won't go into here, okay, <laughs> we have planned this defense for the city. As the comet hurdles toward the city, our rocket will intercept it and blow it to smithereens. Why? Oh, dear God, no! It's <laughs> <laughs> always so great in this episode. No, no can never escape it's this. It's pointed uh, on both the rubble, that, that's where his bar is, and then yes. it hits it on the model. It's destined for doom, <laughs> and it is, it's so sad. Oh, this dear. is only my second favorite Mo Town Hall outburst next to the... Oh, the brothel yeah. episode. B- ba- oh, Bonnie! <laughs> That's no, more no of a Fred is... delivery than a motor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is more Fred, but yeah, he's yeah. the only one there to speak for Barney. Yeah. <laughs> to be shocked by Barney. I also, I do love the little animation on uh, Frank's uh, slight mahang. Mahang. Yeah. Uh, but like, he just p- puts it to the side like, you know, like yeah. we all know it, but just like, mahang. I, I like slightly authoritative of Frank, like, just take your seat, just take, just take your seat. seat. Yeah. Yeah. He has the, yeah, he has some authority there, which Dan, he usually doesn't have. Dan Castellan has screaming voices. What's, so. the yes. What's the plan? He does it twice. The healthcare, I love yeah. generic Dan Castellaneta characters. Yeah. So just crazy. give it a chance. Yeah, that, it sounds, uh, whenever he really screams, he sounds like the... Uh, his electric villain in Darkwing. Megavolt. Megavolt, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. I, one thing I don't get, and it seems like a very Schwartzweldian joke, which was, like, with the help of military men who are retired, we can't talk about that. Like, that yes. whole little thing <laughs> yeah. there. Well, it, you wonder, at first when I heard that joke, I thought it was a don't ask, don't tell joke, but mm. I think, like, well, these could have been guys who committed war crimes, or yeah. there's a million I, reasons they've been drummed out of the military. I assumed it was Nazis, because oh. all the Nazis helped us with rocketry after that the war. That is a strange love kind yeah. of joke, too, I, yeah. I assumed at at the time, I had a good friend whose dad was succumbing to mm-hmm. Gulf War syndrome. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was a big yeah. payday for his family yeah. and him and his family. I thought it was like died. dudes radiated by mm-hmm. like nuclear weapons or something. But, Turns out yeah. it could be all of these. <laughs> oh man, we should have said that Gulf War syndrome. That's a, the joke mm-hmm. in the Sherman of Arabia episode. Right. His bones are glowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I also love the animation of everybody laughing at the comment and Lisa being the only yeah. sane person. Like we should be still concerned. There, guys. there is a generic Simpsons character yeah, so in that shot that looks that is Homer's body yeah. with a very handsome head. And it's very Homer's unnerving. clothes, yeah. like yeah. the white button-up shirt and, and, blue, and blue jeans. Pants. And he is and right like, up front in, the, in front yeah. of the camera. Too. No, only Homer may do that. Yeah. <laughs> for several of the character, uh, for the group shots, they have to dig out some season one people. Yeah. That it's it's a little distracting. I, I think this is the most crowded Springfield has ever been. Like it's yeah. the I, I don't know characters appearing for a long time on screen together. Yeah. So this is another of my favorite slides that I think of uh, this in political discourse often. Yeah. Will you all stop worrying about that stupid comet? It's going to be destroyed. Didn't you hear what the guy in the building said? Don't you think? Lisa. The whole reason we have elected officials is so we don't have to think all the time. Just like that rainforest scare a few years back. Our officials saw there was a problem and they fixed it, didn't they? No, Dad, I don't think... There's that word again. (laughs) (laughs) Just love that. Homer's very like, there's that word again. (laughs) Sing-songy display. I love it. And uh, that was something, too, they they talk about on the commentaries when they talk about Schwarzwalder, that he would troll them about rainforests as well. You say, like, actually, there's more rainforests now than ever, really. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. (laughs) really doesn't. He is a huge troll. Earth is getting bigger. But that is still how we... We think too like yeah we don't think about the rainforest anymore yeah. every cartoon there's a fucking like 
$90 million Fern Gully cartoon <laughs> all about yeah. the rainforest and how it's going to save all of us. And like, we don't remember any of that. Like, are you going to grow my Big Mac meat? Come on, <laughs> find a better solution. Uh, if you listeners There's are... glaciers. will just uh, take care of... Uh, if if you that. listeners are out there, watch the Captain Planet episode of OKKO that just aired because... It ends with, like, they got back the original voice of Captain Planet and the LeVar Burton oh, to play yours. Kwame. And at the end of it, Captain Planet is very clear of, like, well, we tried to help all these people years ago, but nobody really listened to us. And I'm a useless superhero. <laughs> well, they, he just says, like, and we're not in a place right now where we can even choose to save the Earth. We have to or else everyone's life is in danger and then just it just slams to the captain planet says (laughs) it's so great great. Uh, all right so these these comment watching scenes i love the color design is just gorgeous you've never seen these colors all together the gradient of the sky is something that they didn't really use after season one well now we're seeing it because we've got fires all around us but uh i was gonna compare it to the eclipse it's how seeing the eclipse when i was in the the what's the, the path of finality like that's mm. what it looked like the glowing horizon oh, yeah. in a dark sky i was there too it was so creepy for yeah. like a yeah. minute and a half it's just like wow this this is not right yeah, it looks like a 1990s rap video <laughs> and, and this also feels different than modern day simpsons because it's just them staring in awe of the comet they're mm-hmm. looking at the comic i feel like in current Simpsons, they'd be like well we need another joke here like mm-hmm. we need like five more jokes in these scenes like sometimes just set up the doom or yeah. wonder of the comet. You don't need an extra. They let the there. tension breathe and without I, interrupting. I just it. love the setting of like picnic chairs on the top of a roof. that is very white trash. Uh, which yeah. is like, I but I feel shit. like the Simpsons have done it too at some other point, but I can't place it. Before this, I can't really yeah. place it either. But uh, but yes, I. Honestly, this clip is very long, but I just I love, love all of it. So Another return of the rake joke style yep. humor. Homer, what if this doesn't work? Well, then I have a backup plan. See? While the unprepared are still sitting around twiddling their thumbs and going... Dad, man. I'm getting to that. So anyway, they're going... Dad. So anyway, we get in our car and take the bridge out of town. While all the while, they're still going... Dad, they're firing the rocket! It's a lot to ask Dan Castaneda to improv humming yes. without actually singing a real song. Yeah. He, kind of, he kind of goes into Peter and the Wolf at the end there. Oh, a little true. bit. Yeah. I, I would, with all the Simpsons CDs that, that, that they've put out, like, how do they not do like a musical accompaniment to that? Like, yeah. Just least, jam on the guitar and tune to that. It's the premium ringtone. Yeah. Uh, I also love like, Bart's angry... Uh, posture in Homer like dad oh like, yeah this, if you freeze frame on that it's a great angry drawing of Bart yes, I love how so. impatient he's getting just like just tell us the plan and also another amazing animation the way Homer is knocked back out of yeah. his chair and he's like yeah mm-hmm. it's it's awesome but uh, obviously the rocket misses and then so logically it makes no sense is are the sim is the is the town of Springfield surrounded on all sides yeah. by a gorge, and there is only one bridge mm. that goes? It doesn't out of make any sense. But I did notice a a sign joke that I never noticed that. There's either like for now. you can oh, see it for a tenth yes. of a second. They don't freeze on it long enough. Only bridge out of town becomes bridge out, uh, yes, which I yeah. only noticed now after seeing this episode like thirty times. That's probably why they, I I remember them referring to as a VCR episode. Yeah, so yep. she won't get. And I don't. 
I attribute that as a hallmark of The Simpsons, but I think it's something they actually had to improve yeah. upon. They didn't mm. want to waste jokes, and while it bothers me, they linger longer on small things like yeah. that now. Well, that was, I think, a big change. Oakley and Weinstein, I think, were the last showrunners who really cared, like, no, we're going to stay here all night to think of a joke no one will see. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they really stopped caring about that kind of thing. Like, I mean, well, even in season 9 and 10, you'd have jokes like Stoner's Pot Palace, but <laughs> they would pause on that and have yeah. auto-comment on it just so you'd have time to read it. I think normally they give you enough time to read sign jokes but maybe yeah. that was just something they 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 had to they had to cut quickly away from or something but <laughs> it was the first time i noticed it a lot of the, the only thing i can compare it to in a modern sense is arrested development but mitch hurwitz credits that with the set designers getting the joke they were after so like uh. we didn't specifically ask for a red doghouse with a beagle in the good grief <laughs> scene but like Somebody got the joke and it just showed up. That's awesome. Wow, that's awesome. And, and, and that's not the specific one, but he said that's how he wouldn't even know some of the stuff was going into the scene. <laughs> I do wish the scene had incorporated Moe's bar getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do love this act break, though. It blew up the bridge. We're doomed. It's times like this I wish I were a religious man. Mm-hmm. It's all over, people. <laughs> we don't have a prayer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great Harry Shearer. And, Great Lovejoy Doppler. Well, oh. And the scene could end with that, but then they actually stick with this fear of it of like they show the bridge and then mm-hmm. pan up to the comet mm-hmm. like it really enforces so it really, the the danger good act like. break and again modern simpsons i feel like the camera would have been full center on lovejoy and he, <laughs> his voice wouldn't have trailed off it just they yeah, just yeah. lingered too long and i love this shit about early simpsons uh, all right i think a lot of this episode though from this point on I feel like they reused a lot of these jokes in uh, the dome bits yeah. in the in the film. Yeah. But this, oh my God, Kent Brockman. And like Icarus, the rocket foolishly soared too high and one, lost but... control of its servo guidance mechanism, <laughs> leaving us with some six hours to live. So <laughs> let's go live now to the charred remains of the only bridge out of town with Arnie Pie and Arnie in the Sky. With the bridge gone and the airport, unfortunately, on the other side of the bridge, a number of citizens are attempting to jump the gorge with their cars. <laughs> it's a silent testament to the never-give-up and never-think-things-out spirit of our citizens. <laughs> with our utter annihilation imminent, our federal government is snapped into action. We go live now via satellite to the floor of the United States Congress. Then it is unanimous. We are going to approve the bill to evacuate the town of Springfield in the great state of... Wait a second, I want to tack on a rider to that, Bill. $30 million of taxpayer money to support the perverted arts. Yeah. All in favor of the amended Springfield slash pervert bill? <laughs> bill defeated. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> Democracy simply doesn't work. <laughs> I love uh, a few things more than a southern politician saying poivet. I like that they're both southern guy <laughs> politicians. I mean, this is a joke about uh, NEA grants going yes, towards yeah. things that weren't uh, completely wholesome. Yeah, mm. which I really... Mr. Show had a whole episode about it. I honestly hate any jokes about I the NEA. Porn like, shop. Poivet yeah. bail. That it is, like, even if we gave... Uh, $100 million to artists, that would be nothing compared to what we spend on anything in the They government. peed in a jar and they put a cross in it. <laughs> I have my tax and they made dollars. me look at it. <laughs> my tax dollars paid for that. Like your, your tax dollars also paid for that drone that shot everybody at a wedding. I like, gotta say, too worried about that. Piss Christ is the ultimate troll. That's why I love yeah. it. Just like, <laughs> it's so like, just like brain dead in its and how it shocks yep. people, but I just love that it does. It's just like, but it did. It's basically yeah. shitting on the flag like, for Mr. Exactly, Show. Yeah. Why, why are you leaning into the joke by pretending to be offended by this? You're letting him win. If yeah. you just didn't talk about it, 
nothing like that would happen. It's again. a great, it's a great troll. Yeah. <laughs> but, so the, but but the perverted art, yeah, yeah, it's, it's called avoid it. Avoid it. Avoid it. And uh, it's also that is a the clowns in Congress jinga. Yeah. There's no specific. I would say with the Southern voice, it could honestly be yeah. either side because there are Dixiecrats and there yeah. Are Republicans. Yeah. So. It, only watching the show back to back with you guys am I noticing Ken Propkoffman's libertarian slant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which uh, Homer, Homer will repeat like a year later that exact huh. line. Democracy oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know why I love it so much, but there's a there's a vocal tick in there for uh, Harry Shearer where it like sounds like he really leans away from Mike <laughs> yeah. mm. so, to look at a to look number at like yeah, six like, hours some... to live. Six hours slip. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear his head turning back to the mic. We do get a, a nice list. Uh, it's sort of a repeat of the rock bottom uh, retractions list. Yes. It's the final. The following people are gay. But we're and, not going to read it all like we did with rock bottom yeah. because it's all, jokes. it's all yeah. Simpsons writers, including yeah. people that don't work on the show anymore. They all had to sign something yes. saying, yeah. it's okay if you say that I'm gay <laughs> in this thing. The they couldn't say Matt that. Graney. Yes. Yeah. They couldn't say that about anyone else because, you know, they could sue. Well, mm-hmm. in 1995, they would absolutely. I bet you could still be sued now. I wonder if there are any writers who are like, no, don't put my name in. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> So like I am gay. I don't want <laughs> even a hint. That's that's exactly who would protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just outing yourself. <laughs> but so yeah, it's just Alf Clausen, Merkin, Jennifer Clinton, uh, John Schwartzwalder. They're all on David there. Cohen. Yeah, I think David Al Jean or Mike Reese is on there too. Ooh. Not all current so staff they members. Fire Clausen and they said he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> he's now he can uh, too bad he can't sue him. He signed that thing. Yes. I wonder if in there it's like oh we can also fire you at any time. <laughs> oh, got him. I, I, again, little touches the animation the way Homer is like looking and write like looking back up writing down the yeah. names like oh there's attention to detail there it's it also great. makes me remember the um the Mr. Plot episode oh yeah they were gay like yeah. that was intentionally written yes. so you couldn't know who he was saying was gay from Leave it to Beaver <laughs> but it's, it's it's a short list of people yeah. who could be on that but uh, I also love the foreshadowing of Homer's prediction like yeah. it will come true and yeah. it's so it's a great ending you too. have to remember his specificness of the chihuahua's head <laughs> for one of the best yes. visual gags in the episode and Homer's like maybe I'll be crushed from above somehow, but but Homer has a backup plan that is quite uh, quite a smart one. Okay, if you're that worried about it, let's go down to the bomb shelter. We have a bomb shelter. Homer Simpson takes care of his family. Flanders, open up. Hi, the ho, Rooney neighbor. What can I do you for? Get out of there. My family needs to use your bomb shelter. Homer. Oh, I kind of figured this might happen, so I built the shelter big enough for both our families. No deal out. <laughs> no deal out. I mean, ideally, a bomb shelter should be below ground. Yeah, there is that. And I... it's, it's funny that Springfield doesn't have bomb shelters because it's a it's a like late 18, eight, late 19th century town yeah. that was built. And in my town, which is sort of like Springfield, uh, when you drive downtown, all of the old buildings have a sign that say fall out shelter no on them shit. and that there's wow. a fallout shelter inside so like everyone wow. had to be prepared at some point oh, to we go there and check it out i, <laughs> I love bomb shelter we, i one one of my friends rented a house with like they didn't even know it when they rented it that there was a bomb shelter in there mm. and it was like oh, wow. filled with water and it was bunk beds it looked terrifying mm. like a, like an oil silo mm. built like buried underground uh, I, I don't know i'm obsessed with uh, the atomic age and yeah the fear. i think flanders it's weird that Flanders would have a bomb shelter. It, it can't be for the you know Armageddon because he should be sure he's like well, I'm getting raptured. What do I need I a bomb he's, shelter for? He's notably looked looked forward to the yeah signs the, of the, the four yeah. the four elephants, elephants. Of the apocalypse. Yeah. He's totally <laughs> uh, you know that judgment yeah. day. 
He's also a guy who does his taxes on January. That's true. First. An overprepared man. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And you know, <laughs> then he would that, spend all that extra money to make it big enough for the Simpsons. Yeah. And, and Homer is still Homer's callousness toward Ned is amazing. Get out. <laughs> I love it. Just, yes, but uh, Homer is not the only person without a shelterini. Well, howdly doodly, neighbors. Shouldn't you be in your shelterinis by now? We haven't got shelterinis. Yeah. We want in yours. Oh, oh, well, sorry, the shelter's kind of full. Really? Oh. Well, we'll just go off someplace and die then. Thanks. <laughs> Wait! You know, I may regret this when our air runs out and we can't whistle or stay alive, but... <laughs> oh, what the heck? <laughs> 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 and this, uh, David said earlier this felt like a, a Halloween episode. Yeah. This is where most of the Twilight Zone shelter yeah. Yeah, has come in. The shot yeah. of the door opening and the people behind mm-hmm. it is very much taken from that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love all the crowd together. It's also something that like Quimby and Krusty couldn't get away. Like mm-hmm. They should have had private yeah. helicopters I mean, or something. Uh, was was Brockman in there? Because Artie Pie has that helicopter. Yeah. He wasn't Just in there. Yeah. No, Brockman wasn't there. Yeah. No, but... I, lo- I love this episode. I feel like a missed opportunity is not having Skinner in the bomb shelter it's to tie true. the two parts of the episode together yeah. he's it oddly is. missing and it is weird i mean the show is kind of bookended like it's a skinner story for the first third and it's yeah. a flanders story for the last third mm-hmm. uh but it's they're true. both kind of absent in those other sequences it is a little bit divided this episode depends Barely on falling bart it's <laughs> true this episode really depends on you knowing springfield yeah. unites very well and then all seeing uh, Barney and Nelson next to each other yeah. too was like oh you guys there are certain you guys same look clothes so similar. there are certain yeah. combinations you haven't seen in the yeah. same shot before yeah. and like I was kind of astonished watching this again like oh there are generic characters in yeah. here like I thought they literally could have filled that with just a couple of shots have Waldo yes that's like, a great a troll on the commentary that Dave Merkin right. says you know nobody's ever noticed Waldo I've never <laughs> heard it from any person yeah. it's so and crazy if, if you're in the UK we're talking about of course Wally bah, he's Wal- Waldo's more interesting name it's a better Wally. name yeah. yeah come on just turned 30 as we discussed in 30 20 oh my god yeah. really so then they can't close the door somebody has to leave the this crushing shelter and uh, they just start listing all the things that basically explain oh the world will need everything i do yes <laughs> someone to serve drinks yeah someone to serve drinks and like nobody could serve a drink before but yeah. uh then gossip we need gossip <laughs> yes we need gossip uh, in yes. the future so then homer comes to realize who is the most useless and boy wait a minute we all know the one thing we won't need in uh. the future left-handed stores that's you flanders i'm terribly sorry Flanders is the only useless person here. If anyone dies, it should be him. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. So let's kick Flanders out. Sorry. Well, sir, sounds fair. Doodaloo, everybody. I'll I'll scream when the comet gets here. Oh, I'm coming with you, Nettie. No, sweetheart. You, you stay here because... Okay. I might go mad with fear out there, so Todd... I want you to shoot Daddy if he tries to get back in. Okay, Dad. Okay. Hey, Sarah. Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Yeah, one of the greatest maybe like three seconds of The Simpsons is... uh, uh, Todd crying while loading a shotgun as as Ned leaves singing K Sarah Sarah like one of the greatest moments I, of comedy. I have to say, if there's room for people to write 
and for uh, Ryder Todd to load a gun, there's room for everyone to squeeze in a it's little like, further. It's America. You know what the priority is. Suck in your yeah. guts, everybody. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But yeah, hey, guys, you have to you have to face this now. Were we in this scenario? Yeah. Podcasters mm-hmm. are not yes. to be saved in the coming apocalypse. I, no, the world needs laughter. I, I will tell all the stories. Yeah. We'll be like, we remember the media. We'll yeah. be the storyteller. I, I would have loved the to hear the rationale for Barney to stay <laughs> yeah. in there. Uh, who's going to hand out pamphlets yes. in a diaper? <laughs> that is another. I didn't get that quote, but he's like, who's touching me? Uh, Skinner is there. Yes. Oh, you're right. Barney. Yeah, I all right. right. He just has I no am. other lines. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Barney has a weird like one episode crush on Skinner. Yeah. But him throwing out Flanders oh, is oh. one of the meanest things Homer's ever yeah. done. But at least he's apolo- him apologizing to kids as he does it. It's even better. Like now, now I'm bothered by Skinner having no other lines, yeah, not addressing true. the comment at all. Every second of this, all this mm-hmm. is fucking perfect. Yeah. I love this shit. It could have been anybody touching mm-hmm. Barney, but just okay. that he's too. Okay. <laughs> and all right, let's talk about Kesara Sarah. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, it was a 1956 Doris Day song written for and debuting in the Hitchcock film The Man. Who knew too much? No shit. Yeah. Yep. I it, thought it was it, like like a two hundred year old song. Just, yeah. That was yeah. not so a old. standard. It was written for that film. It was nominated for an Oscar for that from that film, so it originated there. I it didn't f- win. Song with lyric. That Oscar's goddamn it, it will yeah. always let you down. <laughs> but this this is how it is used in the film. This is not the the popular the pop music version you heard on the radio. Here's what she said to me. song written with lyrics written for a Hitchcock movie. I know. Well, it having a soundtrack you could you, buy or listen you, to you on the radio. Hear birds from birds? No, I actually, <laughs> Rear Window birds, has birds. Uh, Mona Lisa, the song that's composed throughout the film, and then at the end, it's a finished song. Oh, by song. Dave Seville. Was, yeah. was it written for the movie? It's by Ross Bagdasarian. I'm pretty sure it was. Wow. Yes. Uh, and I have to say, I want to know what our what our listeners think. I think this is a, a really boring movie, except for the one awesome <laughs> set piece at the mm-hmm. uh, the concert where Jimmy Stewart has to stop a sniper yeah. from attacking a dignitary or something like that. I yeah. forget what They're it is. They're in Morocco. A guy gets killed, and then they, they kidnap Doris Day and Jimmy Stewart's son, who yeah. that's who she's yeah. singing it to in that mm-hmm. part there. And then they have to work with the kidnappers, but also work with... Interpol to try to capture them right. and it's it's it leads to yes it is boring until the final set piece with no like dialogue the act almost, of it. Yeah. yeah and I mean Doris Day is so talented that she's like just too wholesome to be a Hitchcock blonde <laughs> she's just a very wholesome mom and I wonder that's why they made music such a central part to it because yeah, Doris yeah. Day was a mu- star of musicals and this song would go on to be a big hit it's, it is a plot point at the end of it so this is the beginning of the film where she's singing it to her son to find her son while he He's being hidden at this place. She sings the song and he sings it back to her, and that's how they find yeah. him. I feel like because the, he doesn't yeah. know who to trust there. But if he hears his mom singing that song, he's like, uh, "Okay, I'll go to her." And but, it's it's a really it's a really good film, yeah. I'd say. I watched it because of this song. When I heard the song in this yeah. episode. My mom told me where it was from, and so we rented it, I think, within the same yeah. year of this episode, no. Eric. No Hitchcock film yeah. from this era is bad. I just found it a little dull. I feel like this that, that The Man Who Knew Too Much has been like three Simpsons episode titles. <laughs> slightly revised. The Not Bill as bad Murray as The Old Man in the Sea, but... Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, yeah, the, the Bill Murray... Don't get it confused with the Bill Murray film, The Man Who Knew Too Little, uh, which is fine. Yeah. It's oh, fine and by the way, it did win the Academy Award. Oh, okay. Friendly Persuasion, Julie from Julie, True Love... 
in high society and written in on the wind. Remember? Okay, so an Oscar-winning song. Yeah. And uh, also, if you want a good uh, covers of this, Sly and the Family Stone does like a five-minute kind of like um, loose version of this song that's wow. really good. Look it up, folks. Hmm. But uh, okay, but anyway, Mo plans to unite <laughs> everybody. I, okay, is this line of the show? I think so. Let's do it. Yeah. That's the joke. Hey, I, I got an idea. We can play a game to pass the time. Uh, I'll make the sound of a barnyard animal, and uh, y- you all try to guess what it is. <clears throat> it's a pig. It's a cow, man. It's a pony. No, it's a goat. You know, one of them lady goats. There are no lady goats. A lady goat is a sheep. I huh. believe she's right. You're crazy. Dar, what's it to you? What's it to me? First Stop it! Can't you see the barnyard noise guessing game is tearing us apart? <laughs> Whatever will be, will be. Sing, Mo. Was it a duck? It was a baby <laughs> ox. Yeah, I love. Uh, so one of the things you don't get on newer Simpsons is the face you see on Mo, like a unique yes. face for a scene. <laughs> if, if not line of the yeah. show, face of the show. Yeah, oh. face of the show. It makes me laugh every fucking time I see it. I pulled it up just like this. Oh, you rarely see gums on a Simpsons character, <laughs> and we're seeing his gum line, and his and his eyes are completely wall-eyed, derpy. Yeah, yeah. his teeth have never looked worse. Like, oh, it's you beautiful. Think, you think he's harbored baby oxes in his uh, bar, like pandas <laughs> and whales he has before? see that yeah he also oh, keeps man under his bar oh, as well he's intimately familiar with many animal noises that's <laughs> kind that it's so Hank, Hank Azaria uh, just his credit to like making the best he just had to invent that <laughs> yeah. sound like, best ambiguous barnyard animal yeah, like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, but uh, then yes Homer is right about everything though I can't let that brave man out there die alone I'm surprised and disgusted by all of you especially his children <laughs> I'm going out there. That's great. And it was a baby ox. He's right, you know. About the ox? About everything, damn it. Hey, Homer, wait up. I want to die, too. <laughs> if you are going, I am going. Me, too. Me, too. reception there sucked. <laughs> what did Dotto say? Something something uh, sucked? I think it was radio reception uh, there. So it's uh, definitely yeah. reception sucked. I want to go back and uh, like parse out all the Walla Wallas in that. Because I know everyone is saying something distinct and Homer's unique. Homer's like, does anybody care that I'm hungry? hungry yeah. It's so great. Yeah. So I, it's just, uh, it, it makes, I'm getting goosebumps now remembering it. Just like they all decide they want to die too. I want to die too. It's, they it's, all just It's very up. reminiscent of the. Um, Toy Story 3 ending. I was going to say the yeah. Leftorium episode or, where it's like. Uh, oh, yeah. Flanders. Yeah. Like thinking everything is ruined, but the entire community comes together for him, and, yeah. he's, and, he's, and they sing a uh, classic song from a it, movie. Yeah, this this is a beautiful scene. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, <laughs> "What will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich?" <laughs> Here's what she said to me. Hey, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Hey, Sarah, Sarah. Run! 
<laughs> I hope you can hear Barney uh, in there as distinctly as I can. Yeah, with, uh, his, with his great I, singing voice. Uh, I just feel warm. I don't know about you guys. I just yeah, feel warm and fuzzy very, the whole time. It's like, a very beautiful yeah. like character thing where he's he's comfortable with his own death and he's just going to sing this song that he likes before he dies. Yeah. It's just like he's come to terms with death already. And he's and very they're all just, it. It's euphoria I only feel during incredible turbulence on an airplane <laughs> thank yeah. god no more work well, well they're all just like yeah we we accept our fate together and it's all over for all of us and isn't this beautiful and just the way they like sway back and yeah. forth the swaying back and forth is dull. totally out of the leftorium yeah i mean too, before yeah. we mention that this episode uh, requires previous knowledge of characters because flanders Absolutely. is not introduced they also bring up the leftorium which we have not seen in years so yeah. you have to be a simpsons viewer to know what a left-handed store is in the context of who ned is that's totally yeah it's it's a joke that would make no sense if you weren't a Simpsons viewer, yeah. I just say like left-handed stores. That means you, Flanders. <laughs> like that wouldn't make sense at all. Right, like, you'd yeah. have to have seen uh, when Flanders failed. When Flanders yes. failed, yeah. And the uh, and, we and, talk and like Homer did a one eighty. Sorry about that store where it was like yeah. he saved that store. Yeah. Now he hates it, he uh, especially well, his children. Well, Homer forgets everything <laughs> yeah, the moment true. he did it. Yeah. Like he uh, he sees blaming his children for the thing he did, <laughs> and that uh, I just the. We talked about the gradients before. The gradient of the the skyline is there, there, and just seeing them come up over a hill, all the the Springfieldianites coming over yeah. the hill. Awesome it's job beautiful. by Bob Anderson. Oh, I was looking yeah. at some of his other episodes. He directed Two Dozen and a Half Greyhounds oh. and Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. So he's on some great episodes, I think. Yeah, no, oh god, he's so good. But uh, it's beautiful. I also love that they can undercut. They have a sweet moment. They're still like, right! Like, <laughs> they, they're reminded like, no, death is here now. <laughs> and we should still try to avoid it. Yes. But what's more terrifying than a comet is Homer being right about something. Yeah. Let's go burn down the observatory so yeah. this will never happen again. <laughs> I can't believe that extra thick layer of pollution that I've actually picketed against is what burned up the comet. Well, what's really amazing is that this is exactly what Dad said would happen. Yeah, Dad was right. <laughs> I know, kids. I'm scared, too. <sighs> <laughs> just it breaking ominous theme to yeah, close it. That, that it breaking apart in the atmosphere was a beautiful shot especially the way Bart can just put his yeah. own comet in his pocket yeah, yeah. Like, and, and it lands next to the chihuahua right by a chihuahua a very realistically drawn yes. non-Simpson style like, chihuahua compared to all the dogs in the uh, Santa's Little Hel- Helper School episode it was yeah. like yeah this is like it doesn't have the same like overbite that every other animal has That's and the true. big Simpsons eyes too yeah, yeah. it's it's just a chihuahua yeah. well you only see him for a second and yeah, yeah i i'd say an underrated best line in this episode is Moe saying like it's burned down the observatory yeah. <laughs> this never happens again and to talk about one thing that happened ages ago in this episode mm-hmm. but i did love that sandals little helper and snowball oh, yeah. watch tv together in the yeah, morning that's really great. watching last yeah which yeah. was very was much cute. on yeah. at 4 a.m you'd see pointing ahead to that they'll have sentience and be able to talk soon <laughs> I, I, did we mention taquito Taquito, like I didn't notice this joke. I remember being called out in school that when Homer predicted the meteor would sink to the size of a chihuahua's head, and uh-huh. for no reason, there's a chihuahua there. Yeah, that chihuahua's name is Taquito. Oh, he, he appeared in the Radioactive Man. Was oh, Bart wanted to make himself look right. taller? Oh. He's Bumblebee Man's dog in 22 short films about Springfield, and he was eventually revealed to be Millhouse's dog in your favorite season, season 28. The no, episode dog no, he has a dog. He chokes it when he jumps up and maybe he killed that dog. I don't, oh, I don't want that to happen. I, don't yeah, make the rules. I guess they named him in that late, that late episode yes. because uh, yeah. I don't think he had a name before that. So the same episode where they named the other super friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so man, that is that is I think my 
Yeah. It's my favorite episode we watched this point. I it's I wouldn't call it what I think is the funniest episode. I do think that I actually think the next episode is funnier, it's more laugh a minute, fucking than, incredible, than, and yeah. generator, yeah. a meme generator out there. Yeah, ass. this is probably but my top ten. This mm. is my favorite all around episode. Like I think maybe I've been tricked by Dave Merkin on the commentary <laughs> and saying it's a perfect Simpsons episode. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I it feel, is gorgeous. I, yeah. I feel like episodes like these make me uh, like the Merkin era more than the Algin Mike Reese era because they are more centered around one strong story instead of several stories, which yeah. I think is a problem we saw in the critic when we're going oh, through the yes. critics. So yeah. I really appreciate like a, a sole story that is given full yeah. attention by the episode. And that's what this is yeah. exactly. And it still allows you, as I mentioned before, like it gets deep on three characters: Skinner, then Bart, then Flanders, mm-hmm. and it's like. Yeah, and those are three great characters that you want to know more about, so it's per- perfect mm-hmm. in that way. Uh, yeah, and this gave us a million great lines. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. democracy simply doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> oh, God. I, yeah, great, great episode. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening, everybody. I have mm-hmm. been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. That is a classic gaming podcast every Monday, occasionally a bonus episode on Friday. Go to retronauts.com. Or look for Retronauts in your podcast machine, and I swear to God, you will find it. So please subscribe. If you listen to this with ads, you know you could listen to it without ads. And a week earlier, that's available on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, where we have every episode a week early. We have the aforementioned Talking Critic, which we do every week going over uh, each episode of The Critic until we run out of them with Diana Goodman and Michael Raparis and a ton of other great really? things. Support us right there, but also support... Laser Time! Uh, either our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Laser Time, or... La- Go to lasertimepodcast.com. You find this show and many others. Have a bunch of fun laser times. We're, I guess we're out of the October Halloween-y yeah. goodness. But uh, in between all that halloween goodness, we had our 300th episode, which True. was all about Ramalosia. Wonderfully Ramalosia. stupid, but we deserve <laughs> it. We deserve one for us. Yeah, I can't believe he hasn't had like a reference on The Simpsons. Uh, may, I must be escaping. Yeah. yeah, Family Guy got beat yeah, to it on yeah. that one. Twice. Not okay! Not okay. <laughs> oh, and we should mention, too, you know, if... Uh, uh, check your iTunes subscriptions, That's by the true. way. Yes, because you just there, got dicked by the new iOS, update. and you're yeah. being unsubscribed, and you might not know it. I'm going to say, don't use that podcast app, and don't yeah. use iTunes. Find any, literally any other MP3 player, podcast player is better. Overcast, Podcatcher, if you will. Downplay? Downcast. 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 $3. It is the best podcast program ever. It will save your life. Just to type this thread, uh, Robert Loja didn't appear on The Simpsons, but they did do that scene from Big on The Simpsons. That's true. So, oh, right. Right. Piano. Right. Yeah, and true. I guess we're just closing out. You might be able to catch the last episode of Elm Street Nightmare, yeah. uh, which we went through the entire Elm Street series, not the prequel, closing it out at Freddy vs. Jason, which is one of the most fun movies How are you going to get us? Skeleton seen. powers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and uh, our YouTube channel. we got a bunch of fun stuff for you over there, as well as shows like 302010, where we do occasionally talk about The Simpsons in 97 and almost never 2007. <laughs> uh, and um, Video Game Apocalypse, the video yeah. game show, which both Henry and Bob have been on numerous times. I believe we've done an episode that's kind of like, oh, it was Eclipses, where it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> Games Where the Moon is Trying to Kill You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Laser Time's a topic-based show, in case you don't know. We, uh, the Simpsons informs a lot of that, yeah. but if you like the pop culture minutia you hear on this show, there's a whole show dedicated to just that every single Monday. Uh, LaserTimePodcast.com or wherever you listen to shit. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Homie the Clown. We'll see you then. Bye.